Get ready, Calvin thought. He pushed harder. He felt a sudden surge of strength. His legs stopped straining. His breath stopped wheezing. Perhaps it was the anxiety of battle. Perhaps it was the numbness setting in. But the unexpected strength gave him a slight sense of euphoria. He felt as if something were buzzing within him, mixing with his blood. In that moment, it felt like he was pulling the bridge behind him all alone, like a sail towing a ship beneath it. He turned farther to the right, running at a deep angle, putting himself and his men in full sight of the Parshendi archers. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book one, The Way of Kings. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 31 and 32. If you haven't read that far in the book yet and you've skipped ahead, you can always go back and read and then come back and find us afterwards. But if you're in the spot that you're supposed to be, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And uh, with me, as always, is a man that you definitely don't want to try to rob his fears from him while he's drunk. It's Jack. What's up, dude? <laughs> Hey, how are you doing? Good, man. Um, Liren uh, is sort of a sneaky badass, eh? Uh, yeah, Cal's dad. Yeah, yeah. He like stares those dudes down, like <laughs> like they come to his house to steal his shit, and he's all like, "No, I know, yeah, not taking my shit." Yeah. So, so this, of course, we're talking about chapter thirty-one, beneath the skin. Uh, yeah, part um, three of the way of kings. Stuff, yeah, right? you're right. That that was like really surprising. That Liren and Liren was also acting this way while intoxicated. In fact, uh, yeah, I was just telling I you, I think that's probably why he was acting this right, way. Right, he was having a glass of half a uh, glass of. Uh, well, it was probably a full glass to start of this violet wine, which apparently yeah. is among the strongest of the liquors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he was in the operating room with his son, and this is a six-year-ago flashback. Um, there was yeah. no opening, opening quote to this chapter, um, which was, uh, which was cool. I always like that about the flashbacks that, uh, Brandon, Mr. Sanderson does is that there's no, there's no quote. It's just going right no. back to something that happened. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it, the, the, it's the, the quote's not, it's for now. It's not right. relevant to then. So, right. um, yeah, I, I like that too. Mm-hmm. So Kaladin is like 14 and a half years old. Um, yeah. And his father kind of begins the chapter by saying, you know, don't make the same mistakes that I did, son. He's literally, dude, he's literally every (laughs) father talking (laughs) to every son. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't. This is is me talking to my son. Yeah. Yeah, Listen, son, no matter how much you like it, don't get into rock and roll. It'll just break (laughs) your heart. That's exactly it. Just don't even, don't even bother. (laughs) You see that guitar? Don't even bother. Yeah. I know you love her, but uh, she's just going to break your heart, bro. Yeah. Six strings will break your heart. (laughs) um yeah this this was a this was a cool chat it's funny that that you led with that because it is it it's sort of um because cal or cal carl 
<laughs> as, Carl. Uh, our good buddy Carl. As our good buddy Mike refers to Kaladin as Carl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Cal, Kaladin is just, he's so brave, he's so um, fearless mm-hmm. as we come to know him as a 19-year-old man and certainly uh, in the unfolding of his character at the very beginning yeah. and, then, and then even leading through this despair, this period as um, bridge leader of, of Bridge 4. Um, uh, it's, it's strange at a, as a 14 year old to see him, you know, be fearful and his father right. is the brave one. Right. Right. Like that well, is a, a kid, really right? interesting. What's that? He's a kid, right? So he's, he's yeah. got some, some reservations. He's, he's young still. He hasn't, he hasn't been through the ringer yet. When we get him yeah. with bridge four, he's already been through the worst that a, a person can go through. Right. So, um, so it makes sense that his and it makes sense that his dad is brave in, in that sense because he mm-hmm. he deals with some of the most crazy stuff you can, right? He like they talk about it today, which is one of the reasons why people think them being weird is they literally cut into people and they like mm-hmm. they expose what's un- beneath the skin, which is literally the the chapter title, right? Yeah. Um so like it's it, it makes sense that he's that Liren's brave because he has to have the guts to be able to do his profession to begin with. So mm-hmm. it would make anybody's like, you know, uh, heart steely and 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 strong. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat um it's a it's it's a neat thing that he was so uh you know, uh, well, I, 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 I absolutely love the, uh, the lead up here. So, um, uh, so yeah, so Cal, Cal's folio, um, is sort of described in this uh, beginning chapter. So there's a, there, there's a folio containing drawings of dissected bodies, muscles splayed, uh, splayed out and, and pulled out. Now, my first question to you was regarding this is, is, is Kaladin drawing these, these, um, illustrations no i think that they're already i think that they're already drawn okay Um, so these are like texts he's learning from right he can't read and write words right right but he can uh write and read glyphs which are like the symbols that we keep seeing in in this Mm -hmm. series like Mm -hmm. the one that's like literally printed on the front of the hardcover book like if you look at the screen right now you'll see like Mm. this 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 emboldening on the book or whatever like right yes, here, okay. that yeah, emboldening yeah. or whatever. That's that's one of the glyphs, right? And we these glyphs come up all the time in this story. Um, uh, Vorans will actually draw a glyph and then burn it in the fire, and that's the prayer to the god. It's not actually words; it's a glyph that they're burning, right? Right. So, so men are allowed to read glyphs. Um, women are allowed to be read words, and so it. Cal's doing here is he's reading these glyphs that go with these pictures and that's how he's able to read a textbook it's, yeah. it's like pictograms and and like a child's book almost <laughs> right like images right. and pictograms so <laughs> I learned don't don't worry for, about your operation ma'am I've learned everything from my from my red dog Clifford books <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it was a pop-up edition so I yeah, really got to up. see everything yeah it was a pop-up so I, I, I saw it in 3d yeah, I I know exactly where the heart is. It's right yeah. next to the the piece of paper that fell off my book. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like that. that's funny. Um, yeah, Le- Liren being drunk. Okay, now uh, I've got some got some questions here, or at least mm-hmm. some comments. Um, of course. So Liren is advising his son to stay in Carbrand. In fact, him and his wife tried to get him there earlier right. uh, to write some some tests and whatnot, which they 
powers that be on their end, the head surgeons, lead surgeons, I think, uh, denied them uh, that opportunity. Right. So now there was a reference here to, was it Liren's beautiful wife? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I wasn't sure. Yeah, when they sure. talk about that, they talk about, um, he, like he, like one of the worst things he did for her was to bring him here, bring her here. Right. And like strand her in this, like this, like God forsaken place or whatever. Um, and they do touch on that with regards to Rashon. Is, is that, is that right. the way to say his name? So yes, the I new light so. eyes Rashon. that, 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 that comes here and, uh, and now he's, uh, taking over from, uh, Wistio, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. As for the pronunciation of names, I saw a really awesome video with uh, uh, Brandon Sanderson the other day, and he said, um, there is no correct way to say a name in a book. The, pers- the correct way is always the way that you read it. So if you read it as uh, R- Roshoni, then mm-hmm. the name... The Bright Lord's name is Roshoni because to you, that's his name. So there's never hmm. a wrong way to, to read a book. There's o- only the way that you do, which I thought was really, really cool. Okay. That's, I, I like that very much. Um, yeah. So I will stop correcting you when you say the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm also curious because I think that you, you are also in the position of enjoying this, not only having had the hardcover, and reading that a few times, but also you're also in, in taking the audio experiences. Right. Is, that, mm-hmm. is that correct? Yes. So, so you're re- hearing a performance. To, mm-hmm, yeah. I'm listening to uh, Michael Kramer and um, uh, Kate reading who are husband and wife actually. And they do oh. the two different um, uh, POVs. So Michael Kramer does the Dalinar, Adeline and Kaladin um, POVs. And then she does the um, Shalon POVs for this book anyways. Okay, so I shall, I mm-hmm. will endeavor to have a listen to that once uh, we're through with this re- first reading experience for me. That sounds very cool. Mm-hmm. But this yeah, this really character nice. was shown this 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 light eyes that comes to town, and we've already been through the sort of uh, in the previous chapters um, the way that he yeah. was so arrogant uh, coming into town, and the way that he treated uh, Liren. Um, says here in the text that he was bitter and flawed and that's why he's here in Hearthstone and not right. fighting for vengeance out on the Shattered Plains. Mm-hmm. Um, and Liren says about Rashon that he is uh, that he's the type of, of person who will keep kicking when a man is down. Yes. So we don't like, want no to... Yeah. And it's funny, um, even realizing this and sharing this with his son... He, Liren says, poor fool to describe Rashon. Right. But I, but I paused there and I thought, and, and Caledon is like, you know, poor fool. Is that all you have? Is that all you can say dad about this guy? Like, mm-hmm. like this, this, this man could ruin us and already is ruining us because he, Rashon has given a, you know, quote unquote command or heavy suggestion to the people of Hearthstone to stop paying Liren any monies because right. clearly, clearly, uh, Liren doesn't want to charge for his services as surgeon. So, so why should the people bother 
bother paying for the, right. this this service. Yeah, Rashawn makes like a, a declaration, right? Like he's like, right. he doesn't say it outright, but he's like, if you're all foolish enough, you know, if Laren's foolish enough to not charge you, then you shouldn't be paying him. And like they got by on donations their whole lives, right? Right. And now that's so, no longer coming in. And they right. were sort of saying here that um, a winter season had come and they couldn't even afford coal for the brazier. Right. Which is, right, which uh, makes it hard to heat up tools if you're going to cauterize wounds or, or any of that yeah. stuff, right? So you can't really perform your job that well. You have no money coming in. No. And I can't help but, but think about the duality of these two characters, Rashon and Liren, and the descriptor almost seemingly used by both of them to describe the other. Poor hmm. fool. Yeah. Liren, Liren is poor. He doesn't have money coming in. And maybe he is a fool for not charging. Right. But at, but at the same time, you, you look at Rashon and uh, his arrogance, the way that he's, you know, uh, consciously ruining someone's life. If he, if he is actively getting people to not pay Liren, mm-hmm. then he's consciously making it more difficult for, the, for, this, for this man. Right. You know, why, why, why would you come to town and increase suffering? Yeah, because you said earlier that that they uh, they insinuate here, or Cal at least insinuates that um, they think Rashon got sent to Hearthstone because he 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 got punished or something like he got yeah. he did something wrong and he got he, sent here as a punishment. So like Rashon yeah. is being a dick to everybody because he's like he's like step, yeah. stomping his feet, going, "I don't want to be here." Yeah, yeah, he's he's bitter. Yeah, I know it's it's yeah. a I, I just thought that was really cool. That was. One of my little highlights, I think, here for the chapter is the is whole to, fool, the the dual fool. Yeah, yeah. like sort of like yeah, that descriptor nice. kind of applying to both characters. It's kind of hard to tell. Like, well, who's who's right here? Who's like, really who's, the fool? Yeah, who's really the, who who mm-hmm. who's really the fool, and who really deserves the pity? Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, Cal. Cal's like, Dad. We like maybe we should spend some of those spheres. Like, yeah, I know that it's for are, my education and stuff, but like, we're education. like, you know, starving and we don't have coal and, you know, and yeah. then, uh, uh Lir- like, not having R- that. Yeah. Liren's like, Rashon wants us to spend the spheres. That's why yeah. he's convinced people not to give us donations is because he wants us to spend them. I know. Cause then he can say, look, look what they're doing with that money. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Because Rashon thinks that he should get them, right? He, sh- he thinks because he's the city lord, he should have them probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, um, I, I like the, uh, the, the thought that, uh, um, that Cal says that it's, it's such a weird um, juxtaposition that the townspeople adore Rashon because he's a light eyes and mm-hmm. they also fear him. And, and it's such a weird mix, right? Like they, it's, it's like, oh, wow, he's so special. He's a light eyes, but man, is he ever a dick and we hate him. And he's, he's, you know, like he (laughs) makes us afraid, but they can't help but revere him because they've always revered light eyes. Well, there's a, there's a, um, there's, I think a portion of the text in this chapter, chapter 31, that speaks to that effect about Wistio, the predecessor, Mm -hmm. he kind of let people do what they wanted. Right. And as a result of doing, uh, allowing them to do what they wanted, they ignored him. Right. But with, um, but with Rashon, he's coming in with kind of didactic orders and he respects no one. And as right. a result of that, the people fear him and are willing to fall in line. 
Kaladin's like, that that makes no sense. They're like, but because he's such a dick, they're like, they put him on a pedestal or something. Well, and, and Kaladin is wrestling with this idea because his father is presenting him with this. Mm-hmm. And Cal's like, that makes no sense. And Liren's like, this is the way of things. Yeah. This is, this is the world. If you're given freedom, if, 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 if you're given freedom, you'll squander it. You'll, you'll ignore, or you won't even, uh, you won't even, uh, thank or at least appreciate, uh, what you have. Right. And then, and then if it, if it begins to be taken away from you, you seem to follow in line and forget all about the freedom entirely and you fall in line. It's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, TN, I like, I love this, uh, TN, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of cute, this little bit, um, uh, mentioning that, uh, Cal's mother was one of the only women in town who could read. Um, mm-hmm. and Tian is leaving the, the, the little rocks on, uh, Cal's chair. Um, yeah. it said here that, uh, well, and, and the way that it, I think it described something like that Tian is almost hoping that his brother, that Cal will discover the beauty that he sees in the rock. Yeah. I still think there's something to this. They keep mentioning it. I, I can't help but feel that it's important somehow. I, I just, I, as a first time reader, I don't, I don't know if I'm, you know, sniffing up the wrong, uh, um, uh, what, what, uh, what am I, what, <laughs> what am I sniffing up here, Sean? I don't know. Um, I, 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 I am I, am I on the wrong trail? I, I just, I don't know. I think there's something to that with the, with the TN. You're like a bloodhound. Sort of well, 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 they keep, they keep mentioning uh, TN's interest in these stones and leaving them on the chair. I think there's something to that. I don't know what it is. Tien is learning carpentry from Rawl, a man in town. Tien seems to be a very sweet, considerate boy. Mm-hmm. Um, innocent. He loves the the um, the little spidery things they find out in the lapis fields. He likes shiny rocks. He's um, he's a little boy, right? Like, and he's uh, he's a very sweet little boy. Hmm. Well, hmm. it could it could be just Dunning? that. It could. Oh, it's a. Is it? This is a dunny. No, okay, I. Well I'm ju- I just said that just because it's funny. <laughs> There's a part here I wanted to read, but I can't seem to find it, and I didn't put the page number down, which is silly of me. I've got some. I've got some things coming up here that I, I want to address. This. Um. I think it's soon after that. The the, the texts are discussing Tn, and then a thump comes to the door. And I mm. really like this. This little bit is great. So um, the thump happens again, and it's uh, kind of alarming Kaladin and, and, and uh, Liren. Uh, the thumping turns to what sounds like scraping, like nails mm. or claws, um, perhaps even a beast. And then there are thoughts of, the, of them thinking about a den of white spines that are making trouble in the nearby area. So what if it's what if it's a white spine? These reptilian creatures, as big as horses, with carapaces across their back. Um, so I love that yeah, whole white lead spi- up. White spines. This is not the first time we hear about white spines, and they sound fucking badass. Yeah, they really they do. Are awesome in fact, sounding. they kind of they kind of remind in in terms of the description. If they were a little larger, because they're the size of horses, but in their most recent episode of The Mandalorian, they had those those creatures uh, did you manage to see that uh yes of the season okay yes. so wow. we, we so might we have gotta, to do a podcast just for that we gotta talk <laughs> we, we gotta talk yeah. after the show about that yeah um but they had these these creatures there that were reptilian and so i i kind of thought of like a larger version of this um with the of course the heavier sort of armor like uh carapace 
mm-hmm. uh, components uh, to the creature. But it turns out to be a man at the door uh, in black clothing, metal bar in hands, wool masks. Um, and this is, this is crazy. I mean, these are, these are actual thieves. Yeah. Um, and Liren is just not having it. He confronts them in such an unusual way, just like how, how you began the podcast today. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he, he begins, just, like it's like almost like having insulting. He's having none of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cool. The way that he addresses them. Um, uh, yeah, he says, they, someone yells at him, sorry, says, ahead. those spears aren't yours. And then, um, yeah. is that so, Cal's father said, does that make them yours? You think he'd let them, uh, let you keep them? Father's, uh, Cal's father spoke as if the, they weren't bandits from outside the town. Um, as if they were bandits from outside the town, not even like r- normal people or whatever. I right. like how he says, you think he'd let you keep them? Referring to So if Rashon? you steal them from me, Rashon, yeah. If yeah, you steal them from me, do you think you're going to get to keep them? Yeah, you're dreaming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I love this part. It's um, it's it's really strong. It shows it, it shows Liren's nerve and maybe where Cal gets it too. We get a little glimpse of where Cal gets his nerve. Yeah, you know, you have to have nerve running that bridge to that chasm. So uh, maybe maybe he gets it from his dad. I love that he go. He's, so he's kind of fed up with these guys. He says, "You you want the spheres here." And he goes over and grabs the goblet yeah. that he keeps them in, and they're covered in a black cloth. He he pulls over the cloth, and ex- and the and the goblet ex- explodes with fiery radiance, blinding. And the way it's described in the text, as if Liren seemed to be holding the sun itself. Yeah, I just I love that. Yeah, I really. And do. then they all they all, right. all end up cowering away and taking off. They're all they're well, all just and chicken shits. Because he's all happened? like, "You, you know me. Like we, I've lived with you, yeah. like forever. Like I've healed your son or whatever. I think it's daughter. He's like, I helped heal your daughter. Like why, like why are you guys being such dicks? <laughs> so yeah, well, well, this I love. So in in, in the text, when this when he's holding the sun and this radiance is happening, Kaladin is observing, right? 14-year-old mm-hmm. guy, he's observing this whole thing, and dangerous shadows once loomed, and now he sees cringing men. Right, right. They were so intimidating in the dark. Right. So, so in, in the dark, without, without the revelation, without the light, mm-hmm. it was shadows, and, and it was, you know, confusion, and, and what could this be? What threat? You know, we, automatically, the, your, your threats went to a beast. But now, holding up the light, he sees cowering, cringing men, especially after his father's harsh and brave words. Right. And so now Kaladin realized, this is my highlight, I think for sure, his father, he wasn't holding up light. He was holding understanding itself. So it it was revelation that Kaladin saw. Like, I Mm -hmm. have no reason to fear this. Fear is just a lack of... Cal almost feels silly for having been afraid of them. Because he's like, that's Luton. I know that guy. That's it. Yeah, th- yeah, that's Luton. That's Harl with the wide shoulders. That's Balsas yeah. with the new coat. Yeah, and then and then I love this. Then Liren says, he says, uh, "Hit me, rob me." Yeah. Um, I want if you're you gonna to do it. Do it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wrote down this. I'm like he's because when in the text I got so excited when he was like, "Hit me, rob me, like do this to me." I'm like, I I mean, I just immediately went to Pit. 
uh, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, this is crazy. Like, Lyrian is, yeah. he seems unhinged. Yeah, he's, uh, like, he's what's, got what's like, his character, four, what's his character's name in that? Uh, oh, yeah, he's, he's Tyler oh, Durden. He's, he's become yeah, Tyler Durden. He's Durden. Yeah, he's, he's Tyler Durden. He's like, oh, we, we, I really like this place, Lou. I, I really like these spheres. Come on. Hey, isn't that Luton? <laughs> isn't that bitch tits? Yeah, isn't that, yeah. And he basically says, come in and bleed one of your own. Like, and then they all end up cowering. He, he calls them right out and then they just take off. They disappear. Yeah. He handled, he went up against four guys with nothing but understanding. Right. And this is what he's been trying to tell and teach Cal this whole time, right? Yeah. That, you know, there it, wasn't, are, it wasn't the sword. There's two types of people, right? Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I I thought this was an awesome chapter. Such a small little chapter, but really, really meaningful. Um, yeah, there's a couple was, of things I really like in this here that we kind of glossed you, over uh, first. No, is, no, uh, uh, that, um, hit me, hit me. Um, is that uh, Cal is studying these books um, on surgery, and it reminds me of Shalon. Right. Um, right. We get back to Shalon, who's the scholar who's studying under Yasna, and then we get to see this yeah. part of Cal, who also was studious, and you know, education was his main priority before—not mm-hmm. fighting, but education. And so we see that, you know, in the last in part two, Cal, we saw these through lines between Cal and Dalinar, and how alike they were. And now we're being shown these through lines between Cal and Shalon, where mm-hmm. they both at one time in their lives for Cal mm-hmm. anyways, was a scholar as well. He might not have been uh, able to read, but he was educated. So I really mm-hmm. like that. Um, the other yeah, thing is I, um, I, there's this, um, this quote here that I, I found. I finally found it. It, um, it says, when men perceive the world as being right, we are content. But if we see a whole a deficiency, we scramble to fill it. And this is in like reference to Rashon, right? Um, mm-hmm. When Wistia was around, he was great and he was, he made people content and no one tried to do anything. And now when these people see this broken bright Lord, this horrible person, people are scrambling to fill it, to try to fix him or um, appease him to make him happy because he's always crappy and he's always a shit. So people are trying to actively try to do stuff to help him. So I really like this. It, so they it, so they accept his insults and they, they try to give him spheres, even willing to steal him spheres, right. do his bidding, do whatever. Yeah. It, it, it's really the goof of all time with, um, with the condition, with the human condition, if, if it can be so... Uh, um, straightforwardly sort of applied to these characters in this fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. But if we're, if we're to understand a little bit from our human experience, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's always surprising to discover that in the absence of freedom, people are so willing to sort of go along with things that in a sober mind, uh, you, you wouldn't accept this at all. Um, and I think that that was the rude awakening that Liren gave that those men showing up to his right. to his place is he basically showed them you know this is so clearly and absurdly wrong, right? And I here let me show you the light. Maybe this will right. help. Yeah, like you said, the he, he's he's using understanding and saying 
Like I, I know who you guys are and you know who I am and you know better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great yeah, chapter. Good chapter. Small, but good. Very informative. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some, uh, some background oh. on Cal. <laughs> the next chapter. Oh man. Yeah. This is a, this is great. Chapter 32. Can you, um, my, my favorite number. Can you read the, the opening quote? Uh, for yeah, chapter 32. 32? I know sure. you have a, um, I know you have a thing about 32 and 23. Uh, not 23, but just 32 for me, but, uh, one you sec. So side carry. So chapter, so chapter 32 side carry. They lived high atop a place no man could reach, but all could visit. The tower city itself, crafted by the hands of no man. Though the song of the last summer is a fanciful tale of romance from the third century after the recreants, it is likely a valid reference in this case. See page 27 of a Ferala's translation and note the undertext. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, so I wrote this down for a few reasons. So again, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the, the song of the last summer is. I don't know if, I can't recall if I've heard the name Verala before, but what was of interest to me in this opening quote um, was that they're in a place atop no man, no man could reach and crafted uh, by no man. So I, I wanted to linger on that and um, I guess postulate what that could mean. So are, are we specifically speaking about man, mankind, or are we getting a little more gender specific here or trying to at least um oh sorry my uh, my phone just went let me just turn that off my apologies about that mm-hmm. um so yeah I, i'm not sure what that's referring to so um well there's there's a lot can, here, can you right? can you help me out with that is, is yeah, the, am the, i missing I something mean, with Verala? there's there's not much i can tell you in this uh, in the sense of what it means to the right wider story but what i can tell okay. you from just the quote alone a, mm-hmm. i like how um it, it can mean many different things yeah um, they lived high atop a place no man could reach but all could visit so are they talking about an actual place that men lived atop but they couldn't, like men couldn't reach to get there, but they can visit? Or are they talking about an ideal? Are they talking about like um, a way of visit. living? You know, they, they lived atop a place, this place of, of honor or, or of, uh, a well, of well-meaninghood um, that no man could reach, but all could visit. So you can't, you can't, you can't ever be you, 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 always you couldn't honorable. Physically... Oh. Like you couldn't, you can't always be honorable, but you can, you can visit there. You know, you can try to, to try to be honorable, but, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's that either. It could be, it could literally be a physical place, right? The tower itself. No, no man could reach, no, no man. man could reach, but yeah. So no man could reach and all could visit, meaning there, there's a way there. Right. Just, just not through men. Not through right. the no not man through the ways reach, of yeah right so that's interesting. But all or, can visit, or, but everyone can visit there. So there's yeah. So either it's a physical place or it's a state of mind or or yeah. Um, or like I like a dream. the uh, I like how open ended it is. Yeah, or a dream. Mm. I, uh, I I I like that. I, that's it's really neat. Well, so it turns out mm-hmm. that side um, carry. Ooh, Kaladin. Yeah, yes. Kaladin is getting uh, bridge four rather is getting very very. Uh, um, adept at carrying the bridge on its side a little bit, mm-hmm. not 
Not a, not a crazy amount. It's but, not going but super well, but they are getting better. Sill is in here. I love it. So Sill mm -hmm. is fluttering uh, behind the bridge crew uh, as a flurry of leaves, uh, and which then becomes her usual, um, her usual self, which I love. Mm -hmm. um, new recruits are brought in. Lameral yeah. and Gaz are. I um, love this dude. Are there to exchange this, uh, this interaction? Gaz is having a look at them, and he's he's not uh, not very pleased with what he's getting. Um, no. And Lamoral says they're they're yours now, and they're nothing but slaves and criminals mostly. This and seems Gaz, to indicate that uh, Gaz is uh, in charge of several different bridge crews, right? He's because he divvies because up he's doling, what he gets. Yeah, he's do doling them out to these different bridge crews. Yeah. So it's not just that he's in charge of bridge four, but he might no. be in charge of bridge one to six or whatever or what have you. Um, well, they, men they mentioned up to 27, I think was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he like, he's kind <laughs> of the, the go between for all these people. This is such a dick move from uh, Gaz. He's, yeah. you know, he receives the, these new recruits and he's immediately taking the best of these crews and putting them to other bridge crews. Right. He takes and all the all tall of this, people and he puts them on B4, on B6, on bridge yeah. six. And then he sends another group I'm, of like well-fed men to uh, bridge 14. And, and Kaladin is witnessing this. Mm -hmm. he's seeing this unfold and he's just, you know, he's getting a little hot headed about it. Um, yeah. and after everything is, is divvied up, you know, I mean, uh, Kaladin is sort of advocating to Gaz like, well, you know, you, you're, you're, you, you just gave three units to a, a bridge crew that, that has already, um, 37 men or 34 right. men. I, yeah. I, I barely have 30 here. If, if I take any hits, I've got, I've got nothing like, you know, like I, I need, right. I need. I need something. And then I think yeah. he advocate. he says, give me, give me one man. Yeah. Gaz is about to walk away and Cal yeah. grabs his arm. Grabs his arm. There's a moment here yeah, where he's all it. like, yeah. they're like looking at each other and Gaz is like, yeah, this is, I, I, I forgot. This is the guy I don't want to fuck with. I totally forgot. Yeah. Like <laughs> I just needed to be reminded for one second that this guy's badass and he's going to kick my ass. Yeah. Um, and he, and he says, give me, give me one man, but, but I pick. Yeah. He, so Gaz like yeah. fine, whatever. They're all useless anyway. So pick. Yeah, they're pick all whomever. worthless to me. Yeah, yeah. And of course, as hey Gancho, hey Gancho, pick me. So 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 there's a voice. Uh, so somebody's literally like <laughs> waving their one arm, one arm. Yeah. Pick me. You want me because he you doesn't have me. another arm. Yeah, you want me. I think he says, "Hey Gancho, you want me?" And it's this short, Herdazian slave. The yeah. mark of the slave is on is on his head. It's it looks to be an older slave mark. Um, yeah. He's got brown hair, tan skin, fingernails slate colored, and crystalline, and crystalline as the Herdazians yeah. do. He's got yeah. one arm and he's smiling. And Kaladin's <laughs> yeah. thinking, "Wow, this is so unusual. It 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 could be he's, that he's crazy, or dude, he, this guy's it could happy be to that be his here. spirit his spirit's not beaten down yet." Yeah, later on, Cal says, I think this guy thinks he's an actual soldier. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so, there, so there's a bit coming up here that's hilarious. Um, but, yeah. he's, but, but Kaladin is thinking about, is thinking to his brother, and he's thinking about something his brother, I think, said to him, which is turn a no, liability uh, into uh, an uh, advantage. No, it's Tux. Is that right? His, um, his squad oh. leader, back when he joined the army, Tux says, you turn a liability into an advantage. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's Tux. I thought it was TN at, at that point. Okay, maybe uh, maybe it was Tux. I, I thought that Tux had some advice that came up later. 
Um, I don't know if you want to check that. Uh, hold on, let's find it here. Okay, why not? Um, yeah, it, I think it does seem... It does seem like it's TN that says it, but I don't think it is. He said he'd make a terrible bridge man. He might be able to run with the bridge on his shoulders, but not maneuver it. He even looked a little flabby around the waist. Whatever bridge crew got him would put him right in the front and just let him take an arrow. Then let uh, let be rid of him, and uh, then be rid of him. You gotta uh, you got uh, gotta oh. do what you can to stay alive. A voice said from past seemed to whisper, "Turn a liability into advantage." to an advantage and, th- and, and then, then it just he says tn because he's thinking about his brother not that tn right. had said that to him per se but he was thinking right. about him in reference to the comment got it now i'm clear right okay right um, but th- this is the same line that tux says earlier in the book mm-hmm. turn a liability into an advantage well and so mm-hmm. <laughs> like so i can't believe it he goes for it kaladin's like okay you can uh you can come with me um and he says, thanks, thanks, Gancho, or Gan, or, uh... Hey, Gancho! Is, is the way that he's referring to him. You want me, you'll, you'll be glad that you picked me. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, so Kaladin's kind of like, well, like, why, why, why did you so, uh, you know, um, exuberantly request to be, to be chosen? And yeah. then, and then Lopin is his name, and, and Lopin says, um, you were only picking one, so whomever you picked was going to be special and I'm special. So, and he says, I got a good feeling about you, Gancho. And and then, and then he says, what's a bridge crew? (laughs) (laughs) So he's got no idea, like no idea what he's signing up for. He got no no idea. And then, uh, Kaladin's like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. He's like, what's your Um, name? He's like, Lopin. He's like, but my cousins call me the Lopin because they've never heard that name. They've never heard that name before. So there's only one. There's only one. Have you, have, have you ever met another Lopin? I don't, I don't think so. Never has, never has <laughs> someone's un- uh, self-importance, uh, feeling of self-importance <laughs> been so hilarious. So that was cool. Then they go through, I like this next bit because they kind of go through a number of the wounded from before and give yeah, an update. Yeah, yeah so I love Layton, that too. Layton is up. He's walking with difficulty. He's always going to have a limp. Uh, mm. I think. The other character's name is, is it Dabid? Yeah, Dabid, he's, uh, he, he's still shell-shocked. But he's, he's walking at, yeah. around and he's doing stuff. Like, later, later, a little is. later on, uh, Lopin ends up getting him not to talking. come with him to he's, do water. He's a mute. No, no, he's, right. he's, he's a mute right now. Um, Hobber, but, Hobber, who took the arrow in the leg, is walking mm-hmm. with, yeah. without a crutch. Yeah. So he's making mm-hmm. progress. Um, and Rock, upon seeing uh, Lopin, he didn't think too much of him. And Kaladin was about to agree with Rock's assessment, this mm-hmm. negative assessment of Lopin, but it might be a lie. So he kind of said, well, you know what? Sill's not going to well, like that. He doesn't that, even so get not... a chance to say, right? Rock blames Gaz for the one-armed man part of the bridge yeah. cruise now. Cal says, I could let him believe that, but Sill won't like that. It's too close yeah. to a lie. It's too close to a lie. And he goes yeah. to tell Rock, he goes to tell Rock the truth about it, but then the hor- horns blare. And they get interrupted. Yeah, I know. Time to run, right? The horn, the horn. And I love this so much when the horn goes, uh, line up, bridge four <laughs> assembles in an orderly fashion. Um, yeah. I love this as he's describing the sort of chaos that all the other bridge crews still have to this day. And yeah. um, um, he does give an order uh, to the new recruit, Lopin, this one-armed Herdazian. Yeah. Um, 
tells him to go get water skins and to meet us down below. And yep. uh, Bridge 4, I love this. Bridge 4 is so organized and so with it now with all their practice uh, and their, I guess, their humanity coming back, calling each other by names, having some fun, having right. good meals, right. you know, doing all of these things is taking effect. And Bridge 4 arrives there before the army formed up. Right. They're there before the army. Awesome. Not I just know. the other bridge crews. I, I love how the uh, army Cal, itself. Yeah, I love how Cal says to Lopin, or he says to himself about Lopin, like, does this guy think he's actually in the military? But the way that the men yeah. act for Cal, it's like they're in the military. It's right for Lopin to think that he's in the military because he's literally with a bridge crew that that act like they're a military group. Yes, and also I think that he. You know, it's sort of added to his character too. Like he's a little, he's a little bit off. So whenever the horn goes and Kaladin gives the first order to Lopin, okay, uh, you're one armed, so I can't quite use you yet on the bridge, but we need some water. Yeah. So I'm going to give need, you this order. But 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 when he calls his name, uh, Lopin, and then he he gives a salute. Yeah, that's what he does. And then and Cal's like and Cal's like Cal's like. What? What what what's that guy doing? Like, does he actually think he's in them? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, Lopin, go get some water. Yeah, like hilarious. Like gotcha. like- <laughs> he says, "Sure, Gancho. <laughs> You're Gancho. Okay, I love it. Again, I don't know with you with these accents and these. Uh, I don't. I don't picture him having that whiny tone at all. Well, come on. What's with you? Gan- sure, Wait, Gancho. How- how'd you do it, Gan- Gancho? Do you want me to do uh, the putty voice? Is that what? Uh- I don't know. I just find it funny that you're always doing these voices. They're like, well, maybe, maybe you're calling me out in front of the listeners here that I only have one voice I can do my voice and Uh, this voice and this voice. Um, listen, um, I like, I like this term Mooley. Yeah. That the mute, uh, so (laughs) the Lopen describes David who can't speak as, as Mooley, which means mute. Um, I liked uh, I like that little bit coming well, from him. Uh, I think that's probably Lopin, a term we're going to hear again. Cal sends Lopin off to get water, and yeah, he shows back up with a litter full of water, water skins, and he's got Dabid and he's got Layton with him. I think right. He's got uh, uh, no, he's got Dabid and Hobber with him. Hobber, I think because Layton yeah. can actually. Um, Leighton can't really do anything yet, but he's walking around. But Dabid um, is the 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 muley, the, the 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 mute, um, yep. and uh, Hobber actually can walk around. He can't carry a bridge yet, but he can walk around enough that he can carry the other end of this um, of this uh, um, litter that they made that they got from the uh, um, lumberyard the from the carpenters. Yeah, again. Yeah. Remember, I was telling you last time that we read the other chapter about yeah, this possible carrying it some... from the side, and maybe they could like you know readjust the handles because Kaladin's forming, he's forming uh, friendships and alliances not only with Bridge Four, but it's it's going to bleed out. And I think that these yeah. this little sign from the carpenters is like you know hey God like Bridge Four, we're like, we're, we're we're not using this, so why don't you use it? Like I right. I just don't see right. that that lending of it happening if Kaladin hadn't accomplished what he's done. I think, so, I think that you're right. Um, there's no real evidence of that in the text, but no, you can very I'm, easily I'm, read I'm, into I'm reading it into it for sure. The very, I'm first, into the very first thing that Kaladin does as a defiance to his station is to go over and grab that big plank of wood 
and then yeah. march around in front of the carpenters and they probably yeah. got a kick out of him and then the more and more the people started listening to him they were probably like this guy so. over here is awesome yeah. and like yeah. I, even though it's not in there i'm totally on you on your side i think that's exactly what it is so when i think that goes over to grab that stuff they're like yeah let him have it it's for bridge four let him have it it's for bridge four totally i i yeah. that's the way i'm that's the way i'm reading into that which i thought was really cool yeah. and of course I really think this is great. It's headcanon now. Yeah. When, 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 when he gets there with the wineskins, which we'll get to the, how it gets set up in a minute. <laughs> but when he gets there with the water, the way it's, it's talked about from Kaladin's perspective is that having, what's it now? Having yes. the water yeah. after each bridge is laid down and having that drink, mm-hmm. okay, was like having 12 more men present. I know, right? That's how valuable having water. And- you know, Sadius has not been treating his bridgemen this way. No. They've not had drinks. They, 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 they get occasional, they, they, they might get some water at the end of the, uh, of, of the battles, uh, you know, something like this, but Kaladin having these extra men and of course the, you know, the resources, the wherewithal to get this completed, it's, it was like having it's another. It's important an, to, uh, it's important to note that this, um, this extra water that he brings over. And you said like that, uh, it's almost like they have, you know, like a a dozen extra men when they can drink water that combined with their new training, because they even say when the bridges stop, all the other bridge crews are like, (gasps) like they're completely out of breath and the bridge four is out of breath, but they're not collapsing. Right. Right. They're not collapsing. Yeah, I know. It's an amazing... They're just well-trained, man. They're, they're well-trained in their stamina. They're, const- they're literally wearing um, uh, like a necklace of uh, bear's endurance and they've got yeah. plus four of their constitution. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not... So there are no, uh, no uh, exhaustion uh, conditions happening with these, uh, with these no, bridge they, men. Uh, these... They, they're doing good. They're doing good. Heading eastward for hours across the Shattered Plains... Mm-hmm no chance because of this trajectory that they're going to arrive before the Parshendi. Uh, Kaladin is already assessing and thinking this is going to be a difficult approach. Uh, they are coming closer to an enormous plateau rising uh, up into the sky in an unusual shape, and this is referred to as the Tower. Okay, so now... No, no Alethi uh, force has ever won a gem heart here. Right. I want to, I want to point out something. Um, it's not necessarily, um, uh, like a secret being revealed or whatever. I just want to point out that, um, there's this tower, there's this plateau called the tower. And we just read a quote where they lived high atop a place no man could reach, but all Mm -hmm. could visit the tower city itself crafted by the hands of no man. So our characters our bridge four is traveling towards a tower you know a place no man can reach but all could visit i, I just i think it's there's some theme there's got to be a connection there an illusion there yep. yeah yeah there's mm-hmm. some you know grade 12 english teacher would have big boners about this stuff right now so <laughs> well it's funny so at the end of my uh notes here i had as one of my concluding thoughts that that could be the case uh with this tower uh describing the uh, quote in the beginning but I wasn't sure. Like mm-hmm. it, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I think that I, it's. I don't, uh, it's I don't remember know. we we we've talked before about just the sa- the use of vocabulary and like it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean yeah. it means something, but the use of uh, this reoccurring vocabulary sets a tone. So I think that's probably what yeah. It is. 
like you're reusing the the imagery of uh mm-hmm. of what you started the chapter and now here it is uh here's a tower know, that no man getting can reach. used again yeah, yeah it's yeah that's mm-hmm. it that's that's cool yeah um um so yeah this so, is gonna be a and tough he was, one he was totally right this this was a tough one i like this too yeah. though and Ant- anticipation spren spren head um start appearing but amongst bridge four no fear spren nope pretty but great they were appearing they were but the fear spren were appearing with other bridges mm-hmm. uh bridge crews yep yeah very cool um love this that could, love this, that this run here dude this could be a tpk this could be a total party kill like our boys here like these bridgemen could all die here if kaladin's assessment yeah uh, his assessment was you know we could easily lose 20 men out of 30 here right today right 20 could be wiped out pretty much so mm-hmm. and and kaladin says okay that's it it's time for the huddle and this comes up on the heels of like you know we just said that the, when they the, when they're stopping to put the bridges down so the army can get across and uh they're not collapsing they're they're looking strong but they're not just looking strong they're they're laughing and joking with each other that these yeah. men of bridge four are are carrying over these meals these stew meals that rocks making them from the fire pit into their everyday life they're carrying over that joyousness into the most yeah. horrible times of their life these bridge runs and um one of the things i like yeah. is they, they they mention in it too that um all this extra food that's paid for by the uh, the knobweed money that they keep making mm-hmm. is helping mm-hmm. these men build muscle so they're like they're just like these jack dudes like like laughing or laughing with each other and like they're they're becoming friends right like so it's even more heartbreaking that this run on this plateau could end end it all we finally got Mm -hmm. to a place where the men are laughing with each other Mm -hmm. on a bridge run and it could mean total party kill it could mean tpk well and of course this is where kaladin introduces uh to his men for the first time um we are going to have to try a side carry yes. of the bridge and use it as a shield against those arrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, it the only te- way this is going to work is if we run faster than the other bridges because they're going right. to run and then they have to like, cause they're having to run on an angle, right? Cause if they run straight forward, they're still going to get hit. So they have to right. run at an angle for the bridge to protect them. And then what they end up doing is we, we hear in a bit, in a bit here, um, they have to end up running the opposite way, fully exposed um, while they the reload the and other side of them right right while they're, they're having a time it perfectly right which yeah. is just it's it's amazing. it's a zigzag it's a zigzag pattern and it's funny i um i was sort of thinking about how this tactic is used in warfare with regards to um digging trenches so from aerial attacks that happen in war um mm-hmm. you, you you would have you would have gunfire uh, coming in and and explosives and if you dug your trenches in zigzag patterns, well, then obviously you would reduce by default the amount of casualties from a single attack. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I, I really like this sort of zigzag pattern. And again, of course, it's just the imagery of using this massive bridge as a shield by I these know, men. It's great. I just love that so much. So again, geeking out on that big time. There's this, uh, this line again here. So he asks them, do you trust me? Like he, he needs to <laughs> ha- know that they, they all trust in him to be able to pull this off. And he says, do you trust me? 
And uh, he's like, <laughs> Kyle, he's like, side position is super slow. That's what Tef says. And he's like, do you trust me? Well, I guess. <laughs> it's not not inspiring too much yeah. confidence there, Tef. No, I guess. No. Well, it's an honest answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I um, guess so. So, yeah, he's like, we're going to use the bridge to block well, arrows. This isn't just, like, because before he was selling them, the men on this as a training exercise, as a way to be able to work different muscles and this stuff. But he's like, now we're going to actually use it. You know, like, surprise, <laughs> side carries a real thing. Right. Yeah, no, this was a really cool moment. Um, I like I like the fact that the men show apprehension, and I also like the fact that when Kaladin is saying, look, if I die, I want right. you to do this. I, I want you to bring this in this position. And, and then they start expressing, like, you know, concern about him even mentioning that he would well, be. He'll say, he says, um, you know, like if I die, move bridge to shoulder carry. We've, we've practiced doing that before and then you'll be rid of me. And then it's a man named Natum that says, yeah. what if we don't want to be rid of you? Right. Yeah. Right? I love, I like the inclusion of that uh, yeah. amongst the men with regards to Cal. Yeah. Uh, Carl. And then he, um, and then he <laughs> remembers uh, some stuff from Tux again this guy that like taught him warfare or whatever. And he said, he says, mm-hmm, care. Tux seemed to whisper at him from the past. The key to fighting isn't lack of passion. It's controlled passion. Care right. about winning. Care about those you defend. You have to care about something. I care, Kaladin thought. Storm me as a fool. I do. It's just great, man. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. And this, okay, so, so the next bit that I have is mm-hmm. dealing with, is dealing with Kaladin's sudden surge of strength. Oh yeah, this is, um, this gets back to a little bit, I, I took note of this because this gets back to this thing from before that you, that you kind of pointed out before, right? Well, it's a, it's a theory. Um, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if it's, um, uh, a sound theory, but I, I think it's becoming crystal crystal clear here. So it says in the text, a sudden surge of strength comes over Kaladin, a sense of euphoria buzzing within him, mixing mm-hmm. with his blood. And with this strength, he leads Bridge 4 in the zigzag pattern, again, uh, exposing Bridge 4 to volley after volley and using the he bridge says- as a shield. He says he felt like he was pulling the bridge behind him all alone. Yeah, all alone. Exactly. Now, he clearly wasn't, but he felt no, like he that. No, he wasn't. Right? But he felt like that. Yeah, that's how he felt. Yeah, it's an incredible thing. And of course, at the very tail end of this chapter, we get a serious hint, I think. Yeah, or sorry, another hint as to what's going on here. Um, Do tell. But just, but just to sort of... Well, I mean, okay. So, but there's lots to say before that. So that's okay. So basically, we can you can back to that. Okay. If you want to, well, if there's a point you're trying to make, you can string it together now. Okay. Well, I mean, so basically, after all, after this whole battle is said and done, and it does not go that well, mm-hmm. um, at least for Sadius's forces. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, getting Cal to the end. Up. Right. So, so, so getting to the end of this. Uh, Kaladin is not in a good position. In fact, he has been ordered to be uh, taken into custody and beaten. Mm -hmm. And when this beating happens, which is how this chapter concludes, there on his person, on Kaladin's person, 
he had several spheres that were his. He always mm-hmm. kept them with him. And these spheres were also done. So they were, um, what's, how, how does it, how does it word it? Um, hang on a sec. His spheres, too precious to leave in the barracks, scattered across the stones. They had somehow lost their stormlight and were now done. Their life run out. Right. Yeah, that's the second last line of the, of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. So they, they've lost their stormlight, meaning it, there was stormlight and now it's lost yet again. Right. And the, like the, the, the sense of euphoria, like I'm just thinking of the calling. Like I'm thinking that I'm thinking that Kaladin can absolutely. Oh, you're, you're thinking abs- of the thrill. You, you're saying. I'm thinking of the thrill. I'm thinking of right. the calling. I'm thinking of. Well, the calling. I'm thinking of, uh, let's hold on. The calling is um, something that uh, you choose to do in Voren religion, like a, a profession or like a. It's like taking like a secondary skill in second edition D and D or whatever. Like I'm a carpenter or I'm a yeah yeah. That's just something oh, like okay. a, a life choice. Okay, sorry. But you're you're talking about the 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 thrill. I'm talking about the thrill, I guess. And then in terms of, in terms of this, you know, it's, it's obvious. I mean, he can absorb stormlight. So mm-hmm. like very, so very similar to, to Zeth. Right. And is this not like, would this not be the case that if he had a favor, he would be a soul caster as well? Um, I think soul casting is different. Hmm. I think soul casting what Yasna can do, what mm-hmm. we saw her That's do different. in Carbranth is different than what Zeth has been doing. Okay, so then, so basically then, as far as my experience in reading this, I don't really know the process of, of this absorption of Stormlight and, and mm-hmm. this harnessing, uh, the, like, like with the lashing powers, and so really I don't quite know what that is really, do I? Right. You're not, you're not sure yet. Um, hmm. You will find out soon, I think, or, or, or you won't. Okay. Well, at the very least, again, because this has happened before. I mean, Gaz had, had, right. had spheres on him and, and, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, um, Kaladin had confronted Gaz on this, you know, that these were done and Gaz was surprised, you know, no, I left, you know, they, they should have been, uh, mm-hmm. full of stormlight and this had happened before with Kaladin and yeah, so I, I just, I don't know. I don't think Kaladin understands that he is absorbing stormlight. Cool. That's, that's what, what I would say about that. But unfortunately, with this chapter, so Bridge 4 gets there as usual, perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yep. They get there, carrying it, uh, do, doing the side carry. It works, protects every one of them. And what they do right. is they get into position after the bridge is laid down, and they watch the horror as every other bridge crew is destroyed, decimated, yeah. numbers yeah. halved. Because the, the Prashendi start focusing on them. And the other bridge crews see what Kaladin and the bridge four just did. And they're like, we can do that without having they, ever practiced it. And they begin emulating that side carry and not doing that great right. a job because they've never tried it. And so as Kaladin put it, he's kind of like, you know, I have undermined this entire assault. Mm-hmm. Because his yeah. men are like Kaladin, you know, his men are like, you know, they're, they're cheering. They're saying, Kaladin, you have changed, uh, the way that bridge crews, um, um, 
operate or whatever. Uh, yeah, operate and and he's like, no, it's Moash that says that. Moash says that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Kaladin is he's yeah. not having it, and so yeah, Cal Cal examines the battlefield for the first time and and sees how the whole army works, not just his own bridge crew. Like he takes a step back and looks and goes, oh shit. Like now I'm seeing the big picture and what we just did fucked everything up. And like I was doing it to stay survive, like stay alive and protect my men, but I just got all those other guys killed. Yeah. And he says, Stormfather, I've just cost Sadius this battle. Right. So after it's all said and done, uh, Gaz, uh, I believe, um, comes over and I think Lamoral is there or not. He um he sees right before they go on this bridge run, he sees Lamoral and Gaz talking to each other. Mhm. And they are clearly talking about bridge 4. Because they're like talking and looking over at bridge 4 and then talking and looking over at bridge 4. So Cal uses this whenever Gaz and Lamoral come right. to attack him about it, they say, yeah, we, like he, he says, like, you, you guys wanted me to do this. But Gaz told me to do it. And all the soldiers will attest. The soldiers saw you guys talking and like looking over at us. So like, you know, they'll attest the fact that you guys wanted me to do this. Mm-hmm. And it like makes them back off a little bit. Cal it says, does. Yeah. you know, it, it, I was just trying to survive. And Lamoral screams very yeah. loudly, Bridgemen aren't supposed to survive. Right. And it's maybe the first time it said, like, out loud before. Like, right. Cal's figured it out. Um, yeah. Sadius has kind of indicated that that's the tactic. But, like, yeah. no character has said it out loud like this. Right. You're not supposed to survive. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and and the ending is is kind of hard to take because of course uh, Lamoral soldiers um, uh, do what Lamoral orders them to do, which is beat him, but don't kill him. Right, they're going to um, kill him, and then Cal convinces him, like, listen, if you you keep me alive, I can say to them, I can say to your superiors if they come asking that it was all me. But if you kill me, they're going to think it was all you that did it. Right. Yeah, so he's like, beat the right, shit so out of he, him, but keep him alive. So he manages to stay alive just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really yep. cool Fight chapter. Fight another I, day. I right? had no... Yep. <laughs> it's really great. I mean, highlight, I don't know. Jeez. Uh, I mean... It, I'm torn, right? Because it's, I, I, it's, I love... <laughs> I love the bridge crews, and I love these bridge runs, but I also hate the bridge mm-hmm. runs. Right? They're exciting, well, yeah. and, 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 and they, they get to, like, they get to do stuff... But like, man, it's so fucking dangerous. And and this is another example of Brandon, Mr. Sanderson, you know, delivering yet again, not just a, um, a sort of a black and white experience with regards to how the reader experiences uh, the successes of Bridge Four. So what could have easily mm-hmm. been a battle where you uh, experience uh, the... Um, uh, the crew getting there early and they're they're well fed and they're joking with each other they're getting along they protected themselves with the side carry like all of these things are great and this this would seem like okay well we're clearly going to lay down these bridges and the cavalry is going to get over and we're going to get them to where they need to get in terms of the front lines with the Prashendi. but no this causes great chaos which costs Sadius this battle right 
And like, you know Sadius so it, ain't going to be happy. Well, and this robs the reader, it really robs us, the reader, uh, of the pleasure of Kaladin's accomplishments. Right. You know, and I shouldn't say rob. No, you uh, can say that. I, but, I, I agree with it. Because he, he did accomplish something amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm sort of conflicted. But again, it's, it's brilliant writing. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought this is great. What's your, um, what's your highlight of this chapter? Uh, of 32, well, the, the number itself, of course, 32. <laughs> uh, as my, no, um, well, I'm not really joking, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I suppose the highlight is, um, turn a disadvantage or, or, or a liability rather into an advantage. I think mm -hmm. that's, that's probably the highlight is Lopen. Lopen's uh, the best, man. L Lopen's the best. Uh, I'm so glad highlight. he's here now. He's so fun. A liability into an advantage, and maybe this is it. The liability is the chaos uh, that has transpired here in the battlefield, but turned it into an advantage. So maybe, yeah. maybe surviving, getting beaten by Lamoral's uh, soldiers, and surviving a little longer, at least to face judgment, maybe from Sadius himself, just might be the advantage that Kaladin's looking for. I have a very quick info dump. Uh, we already mentioned the violet info wine, the strongest dump. of liquors. Info dump. Uh, I, I saw a, um, <laughs> I saw a meme the other day that said ninety um, percent mm. <laughs> of Canadians um, mm. cannot say the words "fabric land" without saying it again, but faster. <laughs> it was really funny. Fabric, fabric land. Yes, um, fabric land. Um, but uh, yeah, the violet wine, um, the strongest of the liquors, yeah. is the color of Kremlin blood. Yes, Kremlin blood. I actually wrote mm -hmm. that down as a potential, like something that there might have been something to read into there, but I, I couldn't think, I couldn't get my thought in my brain, so I couldn't. Uh, yeah, the color of Kremlin blood reflect it. It re refracted stormlight from spheres. This hmm. this wine. No, mm -hmm. no, I thought there might have been something to that, but I couldn't. It's really... real good wine. It's but really uh, good if wine. you've noticed, know. our uh, our info dumps are getting uh, uh, less and less. Um, I know because the more that. and more we learn about the world, the less and less he's teaching us about the world, and we just get to exist with the yeah. characters in the world becomes, he's already taught us about. Right? Becomes a comfortable shoe. <laughs> it's such a nice shoe. The lady who lived in it. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's like when your Doc Martens finally kick in. You're like, oh yeah. yes, I like. I, I was never able to uh, um, afford Doc Martens, so back in the day, I always wow. uh, I wore combat boots that I bought off a dude for ten bucks, and oh, they were the most wow. like uncomfortable things I ever wore. But they like <laughs> looked badass, so I like just wore them anyways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always really you wanted the uh, the dock boots, though. Oh, well, we'll have to remedy that. You'll have to uh, you'll have to put the docks on your. Oh, I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the to uh, the knee high ones now. <laughs> Bright yellow nice. laces. Let's do this. Nice. Let's, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I'll go to uh, I'll just get in a time machine, go back to some Dead Kennedy shows and stuff. It'll be fucking awesome. I like the Doc Martin hip waiters. Personally, <laughs> it goes it goes beyond yeah. the. Uh, it's like the, the pants. Uh, 20. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the boots Doc right to pants. pants. The yeah, hip waiters, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should. My favorite is the uh, just the full leather suit where it's like zips in the mouth. Oh no, that's something different. Never mind. Um, 
Uh, well, we were we were on an info dump, but I guess there's not. But you're right. I mean, as as we get more comfortable, you're right. Like we're and yeah. I, I think that also we're handling maybe a lot of the info dump along the way too. But we we totally um, are. Yes, we totally are. We're we're not overlooking it so. as we go through anymore. We're we're calling it out as it comes up, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it uh, I, I, so hopefully there's the, the info dump won't go away. Hopefully it's not like uh, it won't die off like the dinosaurs or anything. It'll no. stick around. Hopefully it'll evolve. It'll be no, chickens. It'll stick around. It'll be yeah. a chicken dump, chicken dump. Well, and and I, and I have to resurrect this alternative title sort of business too. I really couldn't think of a, of alternate titles for these chapters, really, for side carry and for um, chapter thirty one, which was beneath the skin. Um, oh, but beneath the, the skin, I kind of thought with that advice from Liren, it could have been um, uh, the way things are, because it was mm. uh, sort of de- sort of describing how people react to being given freedom versus uh, not having it and living under sort of didactic circumstances and just how the human condition is just so curious that way. Yeah. So the way things are, I thought might've been a good, but side carry, I think side carry says it all. And the, and um, the, uh, and the uh, uh, side carry could have been called the Lopen. Let's be the lo- Exactly. That's one. what I was just going to say. That's There's only right. One. That's right. The yeah. lope, the, yeah. the lopen. Dude, okay. he goes, go and grab some wineskins. He comes back with 20 wineskins in a litter. I know. And he grabs the I other know. two dudes that aren't doing anything. It's just, it's super it's resourceful. Great. Yeah. It is resourceful. No, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to some more lopen. Yeah, he's awesome. If um, mm-hmm. anybody wants to uh, um, support the show, you can um, visit patreon.com slash heroes of and check out uh, the, all the, the, the wonderful tiers. Um, we got a, a $5 a month uh, um, patron named Linda today, which was awesome. Thank you very much, Linda, for all the support. And um, if you want to reach out to us and chat with us, you can do so on Twitter at heroes of one. Um, uh, at uh, Instagram at Heroes of Cathra, or you can uh, join the Facebook group called uh, StormPod. Uh, we are so excited to be able to uh, chat with everybody. Um, please reach out. There'd be nothing more than we would l- like to, to, to hear from people and um, and just hear your thoughts about what's going on. So maybe bring up stuff that we overlooked in these chapters. Um, you know, we're just two mm-hmm. guys. And there's all kinds of uh, uh, perspectives out there, and uh, we'd love to hear yours. Um, so yeah, um, another one in the bank there, Jack. <laughs> no, it's good. Looking forward to reading some more. Yeah. So next chapters are chapters 33, 33 and, and 34. 34. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I guess we'll, uh, uh, talk to you next time. Sounds good. Take care, everybody. Storm pod is brought to you by heroes of Theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by Jack, Jay, Phil, Mike, and Sean, the heroes of Hakathra. <laughs>